about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me Don't you, don't you so today is Sunday, February 21st, 2021. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz, a show where I say the date of the show, but I'm actually recording it two days after that date because things are all fucked up. I'm all over the place. But you know one thing? It's This Joe Batanz, and it's all happening right here. On Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. This is the one for Sunday, February 21st, 2021, even though really today is the 23rd of March. Did I say February? Who knows? Who knows dates anymore? Who knows anything? Okay, this is March. Anyway, uh, but I did, what's funny is I, I, I fully intended to, t- to do a show. This is why I'm lucky today. I fully intended to do a show on Sunday. In fact, I even said I was going to do a show on Sunday. Uh, during a rumor mill or something, I don't know what, and um, and then uh, as you'll hear, something happened—nothing tragic, but like just time got away from me. But I had taken notes that day about what I was going to talk about, so I actually have those notes. So even though I'm recording this two days later, uh, I have the notes. I know what the stories are, and uh, it's just like it's just like it happened, and a lot actually happened on that Sunday. That's why I took notes. I'm like, oh my god, so much happened today. That uh, I'm super interested in this. All right, first of all, I I teased this a little bit on yesterday's episode of this Joe Batanz, where it was I said that Adam Vaught messaged me or called me. And I I knew this was happening. First, it was a phone call in the morning where he said I have a, a quick cooking question. I was in the middle of my traditional Sunday brunch, and Adam Vaught says he had a cooking question. So I said, okay, I can answer a cooking question. And, uh, he says that, uh, I, I, he says, we have a sous vide steak, which by the way, incorrect. It should be, he said this, not me. He said, it should be, he said, we have a, a steak that we cooked sous vide, but whatever. We have a sous vide steak and, uh, I want to know, it says we need to sear it. What's the correct way to sear it? So I tell him, and for those of you who are curious, there are several things you can do. But for the average person, I, uh, you know, I, I told, I told him there are different things you can do. But I, I knew what his sort of what he had at his disposal. I said, take a cast iron skillet, and I said, because I knew he was at his girlfriend's house. I said, are, do you have a cast iron skillet? And he goes, do we have a cast iron skillet? And she goes, yes. He goes, yeah. I go take a cast iron skillet. Put in about, I don't know, quarter cup of oil, third cup of oil. No, not that much. That's a lot. A quarter cup of oil sounds fine. Quarter cup of oil, vegetable oil, high heat oil. Uh, some butter. Maybe a tablespoon, two tablespoons of butter because you need that for the browning. 
And then you need to put that stove as high as you possibly can, right? And you need to put it as high as you possibly can until it's smoking, until smoke alarms are going off, all right? That, that's how screaming hot you need it. I go, and then you just put it in the, in the pan a minute or two with the most per side till it's, it has a nice crush, crust. End of story. The end. Now, if you were to cook a traditional steak that way, a, non, a, cook, a steak that had not been cooked sous vide, if you were to do that, you would have a very cold middle, but a, 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 it looked done on the outside. But, and that's not what you would want. That's even more rare. That's like just raw. It's not even more. It's, that's not even rare. It's just raw. But he said he had, they had cooked the steak sous vide, and now they needed to sear it. All right. Then he he calls me and then this is where that so that had happened. Then I'm in the on the phone call with Aiden, if you remember, and then he calls again. And I can't remember what that call was about. It had to do with the sous vide steak, but uh, it was another question. And uh, and I said, and I don't know why, what made me think of this, but I said, quick question: the sous vide steak you have? Oh, I think it had been an hour and a half, and now he's calling me again with another question about how to sear this steak. And I go, this sous vide steak, it's, it's been brought to temperature, right? And he's like, yes. And I go, all right, well, then, yeah, every, everything still applies. He's like, okay. Now, because this story takes place at different parts of the day, you know, other events I'm going to talk about have happened by this point. But I call him much later in the evening. And I say, I'm very curious how this technique worked out for you. And he goes, oh, the steak was very good. Uh, the problem was, uh, and I did everything. The, the smoke alarms went off. I had to keep turning them off. And, you know, I seared it. And it was this nice color and everything like that. Um, the problem is that um, it was uh, very cold in the middle. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, it was like like a, a like cold. So I had to slice the steak and then cook it, which, of course, just defeats the entire purpose of cooking a steak sous vide is to then slice it and cook to bring it up to temperature. Don't even get me started. It just it defeats the whole purpose. And I go, uh, oh, and he goes, but it was still very good. And I go, oh, interesting. And I go, I, I, I said, did you bring it up to temperature? He goes, oh, I know, but I didn't know what you meant. Uh, someone else had cooked it sous vide overnight and someone the night before and given it to us he goes how would you bring a sous vide a cook a soup that's what he says sous vide steak a, a steak i'm gonna use proper english now a steak cooked sous vide how would you bring it up to the temperature i said you put it back in the sous vide for about an hour half an hour i don't know whatever just to bring it back to the, to warm it back up without losing any of the of the moisture he goes well i don't have a sous vide i don't want to tell you I don't know what to say, you know. I guess maybe you could microwave it. I don't know. I don't. I actually don't know the answer to that. So uh, microwaving still be gross, but I don't know. It's really weird. So then, um, yeah, I just thought that. So that's the whole Adam Vaught thing. It's just like Adam Burns is like this too. I, I, we have not. I'm about to record throwing down in an hour. But I happen to know for a fact that this Joseph Adam Burns, I don't know what, whatever the recipe is today, I can tell you. I already know. I don't even know. I have not done the show with him yet. I've seen his pictures that he posted on Discord. I've not done the show. 
But I can already tell you that he made... Oh, no, maybe not, because this required boneless, skinless chicken breasts. Very curious to see if he made any swaps for this. He always does a swap. So does Adam Vaught. And swaps that you would be like, it's so funny because, you know, America's Test Kitchen used to have a, a podcast, I think. Maybe they still do. But when, I remember listening to it years ago. And on that podcast, they talked about, you know, they have kitchen testers and the person wrote, some people have written in and said like, oh, I didn't like this recipe. You know, I didn't like this recipe for chicken tacos. Uh, I didn't have any chicken, so I used fish and it was gross. And you're like, what? That, but that's Adam Burns. That's the Adams. Like Adam Burns, Adam, I'll give him a recipe. And he goes, well, I didn't have that, so I did it with this. And a completely different thing that changes the entire recipe. And he'll say, and it was awful. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's not what the recipe is. You got to pick a different recipe. I don't, and, and he just, and, 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 and like, he'll challenge me, like, why? Adam Burns, we're going to fight about it in today's show, so I'm not going to go there, right? Uh, the next thing that happened, it was, it happened about mid morning, right before the rumor mill, is I got a call. Now, I can't get too into this, but what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping and praying for is that after throwing down, Adam Burns is willing to come on my quote-unquote Monday the 22nd show, and it, we can talk about what he talked about in the phone call. I don't know if he will or not. I really don't. So we'll find out. Hopefully the Monday the 22nd uh, episode you get is Adam Burns talking about uh, the, this phone call he made to me. But he made a phone call. It was very dramatic. And uh, that's all I can say. It was a very dramatic phone call regarding Pride 48. Now, what's funny is it kind of involved Taylor. And I you know, I haven't talked about this yet. But in terms of politically speaking between me and Taylor, I've decided to drop this. But Taylor was being very prima donna-esque last week. There were a couple of things, and I think I mentioned it on the episode too, like kind of like just dropped it in passing. There were a couple of things I needed to talk to Taylor about. And I called him, and he either sent me to voicemail and never called me back, or uh, just never responded to text messages or whatever. And so uh, they they were, I wouldn't say important, I remember it came up in the episode. People might remember if you listen. I think on Drag Race Recap or Just Between Us Girls, or it may have happened on um, on the the just be the you know the be, just before just between us girls and after and that whole thing before and after maybe is what I should call that. Um, the uh, may come up there, but it, it does come up. It had come up on the live recording, and where he said, "Well, I didn't know that X Y Z," and I go, "Well, I called you about that," and yeah, he was just being very strange. And maybe there was something going on in his personal life. I didn't take it personally, but this story is a perfect example where Adam Burns calls me with a game-changing phone call drama, and I decide to give Taylor a heads up. I thought he should know this because it semi-involved him, not really, but in- indirectly it did. So I call him, immediately sends me the voicemail, says, I will call you later. And to his credit, he did, right? To his credit, he did. He goes, what's up? And I I tell him, but you could tell there's this sound in his voice like, well, I wish I would have known this earlier, you know, kind of thing. And I didn't say it, but he didn't say that. But I remember thinking like, well, I did, you know. 
Um, and so hopefully, again, like I said, hopefully Adam Burns can talk about this and we'll talk about this on uh, a special guest episode of This Job It's Hands. But um, I can't say much more than that. So, um, but I will dance around it on throwing down. And then after that, we did the rumor mill. If you remember, Lori was very low energy on uh, that episode. And not much to that. Not much to say other than that. Uh, then I had lunch. What did we have for lunch? I don't remember what we had for lunch. And then, well, well, I will say it was during lunch. And oh, yeah. Oh, I know. We had, we had Jimmy John's, I think. We did. We had Jimmy John's for lunch. And I have this thing. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on here. But I have this thing where I feel that the people I'm closest to and that I'm the most in sync with have an ESP about them that they know when to call. Like a perfect example is Aiden. Aiden, nine times out of ten, calls me at the perfect time. Like yesterday we recorded an episode of season three. And I'm talking just as I'm saying goodbye to Adam Salandra. Aiden calls. Now I do have to say, let me call you in a minute. I have to sit finishing goodbye to Adam Salandra, but like it's that's weird. It's, un, it's impeccable timing. Sweet Michael, well, especially on, is often in sync with me and calls at great times. On the opposite end, I have people who always call at the wrong time, and I take that as a sign from the universe that they are not in sync with me. One of them is my friend Deepika. Another person is Lori Roggenkamp. I'm not lying. Lori Roggenkamp will call at the absolute worst time. And the third person is my friend Adam De La Pena. Man, he is the biggest effect. Like, it's like, think of the worst moment in time to call somebody, and that's when he'll call. Like, um, I think I was at the emergency room or something with the Bell's palsy or something like that, and he called. Like, like stuff like that. Like, my grandma's dying. He'll call. Like, it's just he has... The, I don't know what the polar opposite of that ESP is, but it, it's weird. So yesterday I was eating lunch. See, this is a perfect example. I'm literally in the middle of eating lunch and he called. But I called him afterwards. After I was in eating lunch, I called him. And he just wanted to catch up, check on my Bell's palsy. Had, it, was an, it was a very pleasant conversation uh not much to say there it was mostly about magic um talking just making fun of magic and making fun of magicians which is sort of our favorite thing to do and um yeah so spoke to Adam de la Pena um I don't know if I've talked about this on the show yet but um you know my mom is supposed to have surgery on Friday and so far I'll give you an update uh, that is, that plan is still in place, but it was all up in the air as of Friday when one of her, uh, the surgeons called, not the main surgeon, but his assistant called and said that, um, uh, that basically that my mom's bones were, didn't look like they were, they were just under being strong enough to, to take this neck surgery. And he was recommending to the surgeon that they should hold off, give my mom this bone density medication, and then resume the surgery in June. Um, but um, it's 
Tuesday, and we haven't. We, my mom's been going through with all the pre-op stuff, seeing PAs, getting blood work done, getting a COVID test. She has to be in isolation now, even though they're both. Va- my pa- both my parents are vaccinated, and I have one shot. She has to still be in isolation for the next few days uh, until her uh, surgery, which is on Friday. The good news, and because my parents are very like two peas in a pod, they're inseparable. So one of the things that had broken my heart was because of COVID. Uh, my mom needs to be in the hospital for four days, but she could have no visitors. Well, luckily, and I don't know if this is because they're both vaccinated or maybe they've just changed a policy, they are allowed to have one visitor at a time. So my mom will be in the hospital for four days, but my dad, for the most part, will be with her. Pretty much just coming home to sleep and then going back in the morning. So... um that's actually good, believe it or not, because my dad is a big worry ward. And I don't know if I've talked about this before. The way he copes, like with me, when I'm worried, I start cleaning and organizing. And it's actually kind of good for me. I get a lot of shit done. Because I just want to keep my mind off it. So I do a lot of brainless tasks. Or I'll work out. Um, I, I'll do a bunch of things that are just brainless. Um, he, on the other hand, will start watching like violent depressing shows on like the history channel about death and murder there's always screaming involved and he puts it like at super high volume so i'm sitting here i want the opposite and you just hear like screaming and hitler just drove tanks all over his victims and then lit their bodies on fire and it's just that Nonstop. I don't know. That is the weirdest fucking coping mechanism I've ever heard of in my entire life. But that's how he coped with his nerve is watching screaming, murder, death, uh, destruction. And that's an, I, I, it, and it just clashes with mine. So, uh, I won't be nervous. I'm not nervous. There, uh, actually no one's nervous, but I think my, my dad being separated from my mom would make him nervous. So the fact that they can be together, it'll be fine. They're actually in good moods now. Uh, That'll be great. So, please, go over there. Leave me alone. The only kind of stressful day will be Friday. And then once she's out of the surgery, we're all good. But it's, I don't... No one seems to be worried that it's a dangerous surgery. And, and we actually know a ton of people who've had this very surgery. So, um I'm not super stressed about it. But obviously, when anyone has surgery, you're always a little concerned. Um, okay, next. Um, I ha- so what the, at the time that I was supposed to record this Joe Batanz, the time I had blocked off to record this Joe Batanz, I get a call from my brother. And he's my brother bought this is, my brother's just a straight guy. He bought a meat slicer. And now, you know, like if when you have a hammer, everything's a nail. It's the same thing with my brother. Now that he has a meat slicer, everything needs to be sliced. And so he's been making, for some reason, a shitload of Philly cheesesteaks, right? But he uses, he gets ribeye steaks and he freezes them. Then he slices them super thin. And he was like, oh, I bought at least these um, ribeye steaks and I sliced them and that's way too much. Come and get some for you and dad. So I was like, okay. So I went and got it. And uh, and then I was talking to the fam for a while, my nieces. My 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 brother lives on like a cul-de-sac in a very quiet neighborhood. And when I got there, my niece had set up in the front yard a a crap Lucy. Many of you know her from the Animal Crossing thing. A table where she was selling crafts. But I was like, who's coming down here? 
Just, uh, you're in a quiet cul-de-sac and my sister-in-law was like just I didn't bring it up to Lucy I'm like oh wow I bought some crafts from her is essentially what happened so I bought some of her crafts and um, and uh, yeah it was a it was a good time and then I, I picked up dinner um, and then we we came home and we had said dinner and then it was the end of a night it was, it was a good time and uh, that was my Sunday so, uh, we're running up on the time here, so I'll just say, I'm going to talk to Adam Burns today, maybe I'll call him right now, or send him a text message, and see what he says, but, uh, see if he'll do the Monday thing, and, uh, if so, then you will find out what was on that phone call. If not, then you'll find out what I did Monday, which, now that I think about it, I don't think really anything happened Monday. I watched a movie called The Wedding Banquet. Today I'm watching, well, I'll explain today on the Tuesday show, but it's a different thing altogether. Anyway, that was my Sunday, two days late, but it won't be on your feed, and you'll forget it within a year from now, and you'll think everything was on time. Everything right here on this show, but right here on Afterthought Media. <laughs>